today on the Tearsheet Podcast. The reason that our team at Fiserv um, was interested in Finlocker and, and sort of doing what we could to propel them forward is that this team really cut its chops a few years ago, um, creating a leadership position in moving money in what's called the earned wage access market. That's a, that's a way that allows workers to safely get a piece of their income that they've earned. They just haven't yet been paid because payroll cycles often take a few weeks. And that was a place where we thought we could make a huge difference for consumers was, was in getting them out of the spiral of payday lending and high cost loans. And if you, if you use that as the foundation, when we met the Finlocker folks, theirs is a story of financial wellness. Welcome to the Tearsheet Podcast. I'm Zach Miller. We've got an interesting episode teed up for you today. It's a case study with Finlocker and Fiserv. Finlocker is a super app that integrates with banks and other financial institutions to enable loans and financial transactions. Consumers consent to feed it with their bank account data, and the personal finance assistant makes loan product recommendations, like mortgages. President Brian View joins us on the podcast today to talk about how Finlocker enhances consumer data, lowers lending costs, and increases throughput for mortgage originators as part of an overall financial wellness scheme. Joining us as well is Paul Diegelman, Fiserv's VP of Electronic Payments and Aggregation. Paul's team worked closely with Finlocker to integrate Fiserv's All Data Aggregation product. All Data provides up-to-the-minute aggregated account data from roughly 18,000 connections from sources like banks, credit unions, billers, card platforms, and wealth management firms, providing the data consumers have permissioned into their lockers. Paul will be presenting at next week's Day-to-Day conference presented by Tearsheet. He'll be discussing PFM 2.0, top use cases for improving financial outcomes for banking customers. Fiserv is a sponsor of the Day-to-Day conference. Here's the case study. Yeah, I'm Brian View, president of Finlocker. Uh, I joined Finlocker uh, in July of 2019, following 27 or so years in production management in mortgage banking. Worked for a lot of large uh, banks that that, uh, had a focus on mortgage originations. And uh, what attracted me to Finlocker was as a client, I I most recently was with Flagstar Bank and Flagstar is a a client of Finlocker. And I got to see and and touch the product, got really excited about its its possibilities, Um, actually invested in the company and then joined as president, like I said, last summer to uh, lead up uh, business development, sales and marketing. Awesome. And Paul, can you introduce yourself? Yeah. Hey, I'm Paul Diegelman, Vice President at Fiserv, and I have about 30 years of experience in various formats of digital payments and consumer permission data aggregation in many different use cases and markets, and uh, it's nice to be here. That's great. And this is actually a very creative format. We're actually doing a live case study, so I think I'm going to send it back over to Brian. Brian, can you tell us what Finlocker does and who your clients are and who the end users are? Um, yeah, so Finlocker is a financial super app is, is really the best way to describe us. And we take uh, many of the features and functionality that consumers would find in disparate financial apps like Mint.com and Credit Karma, Zillow. And we've combined those into, like I said, a super app focused on finance. We're deep uh, in home and mortgage analytics. Um, and so uh, the way our model works is we're a B2B2C platform. So Finlocker has clients who are banks, credit unions, mortgage originators who contract with Finlocker. We brand their instance of Finlocker underneath their logo inside their tech stack. 
and then they invite their prospects and clients into, into the locker. Once a consumer is enrolled in a, in a FinLocker product, they have access to their credit, which includes credit report, credit score, credit monitoring, as well as credit alerts. Uh, using uh, the Fiserv platform, consumers are able to load or sync all of their financial accounts into the locker, and that really powers the analytics layer of the FinLocker product, providing the consumer with spending analysis, budgeting tools, as well as savings tools. We also have a deep education library, mostly focused on home ownership and mortgage preparedness. The tool becomes really valuable for first-time homebuyers who are kind of early in their journey towards home ownership. And so when our clients engage FinLocker and invite their customers into a FinLocker, especially those first-time homebuyers, we kind of take them through that journey, getting them prepared and ready to become a, a homeowner and a responsible mortgage borrower. I'm Zach Miller, Tearsheet's Editor-in-Chief. Based on this real-world use case, data is helping driving innovations. And companies that realize this are on the fast track to growing their business and deepening customer engagement. Fiserv's all-data aggregation product is being used by companies of all sizes to help consumers see their full financial pictures, enabling them to make smarter and more informed financial decisions. Fiserv is a sponsor of the Day-to-Day -Day conference presented by Tearsheet on June 2nd through June 4th. Day-to-Day -day is the premier conference in the financial services industry that deals entirely with data, data ecosystems, data aggregation, and alternative data. Fiserv's Paul Diegelman will be presenting along with senior leaders at MX, Plaid, Wells Fargo, Investnet, Yodley, Nova Credit, Stash, and more. Go to Tearsheet's website at tearsheet.co and click on the Day-to-Day -day Conference button at the top to register. Awesome. And I asked Brian, just, you know, to drill a little bit further down, um, what's driving growth in the business? What trends are you seeing that, um, you know, sort of driving the B2B2C model? Yeah. So for us, it's, it's the, again, focusing in on mortgage right now, we saw and, and continue to see a massive race for large fintechs to get to the consumer first. And so the FinLocker product really arms our key clients or our, our accounts rather with a tool that allows them to compete with these large fintechs and, and put their customers in a product again under their logo and uh, tech stack to really protect them from these, these other fintechs that are again, racing to get to the consumer first. So that's really driving growth for us. Got it. And Paul, can we talk about, um, Brian alluded to it already, but can we talk about how Fiserv fits into the FinLocker offering? Oh yeah, sure. So, you know, as Brian mentioned, in order for a consumer to access FinLocker's um, home and mortgage capabilities, those consumers connect their financial accounts to, the, to their own locker inside the FinLocker network. And it's Fiserv's all data aggregation product, which, which some of the industry still refer to as Cash Edge, by the way. Mm. Um, but it is all data that provides up to the minute aggregated account data from over roughly 18,000 connections. There are sources like banks, credit unions, billers, card platforms, wealth management platforms, you know, an array of connection types. We are providing the data that the consumers have permissioned into their locker um, so that uh, FinLocker can help consumers in this space. Um, the other thing that we do with FinLocker is we've dedicated a small team to work with them to quickly evaluate sort of how changes in the mortgage and the financial wellness market might impact the kind of data that we provide to them. And, you know, over the last few weeks, obviously, we've all seen what's happened in the mortgage markets. And so that's created some, some opportunities to make some adjustments. 
Is that typical? Is that help typical of a relationship with a client, or is that specific to this this sort of era that we're in right now? Uh, we offer it to most everyone. Um, some clients will take us up on it. Other clients, you know, can can stay the course largely, you know, self-contained. But uh, you know, we have access to an immense amount of data, and we continue to add to it, whether it's connections or the data that we get from those connections or um, the clarity with which we get data and how we can clean it up. So there's there's sort of this constant evolution of, of what's next. And some clients want to be right on the front of what's next. And uh, we're, we're happy to work with them in that way. And I guess, Paul, when, um, when you start, I guess, in the early stage of, of developing a relationship with a new client or prospective client, like how much do they know about the value of aggregated data like this? Like, are they familiar about this industry? Like, wh- what, do they, what do they know, you know, pre that first call that you have with them? Yeah, you know, in most cases, if it, in my mind, I've sort of, I simplify the, the customer's sort of buying journey into, is someone aware of an opportunity? Then are they considering an opportunity? And then the last step is they're deciding whether they want to do something. And I think by the time Fiserv, uh, by the time most people get to Fiserv, they're well past awareness. They're, they're in the consideration of, is there something, some amount of data that Fiserv has that will help us? Um, is it better than someone else's data? Does it best supplement someone else's data? I, I, I think by the time we talk to folks, they are in the consideration phase, mm-hmm. rarely in the awareness phase. And I guess back to you, Brian. I guess at what stage was was Finlocker when you guys had when you had your first conversations with Pfizer? What I guess what what criteria were you using to to benchmark potential um, partners? So that that predates my joining the company, but. Mm-hmm. Um, Knowing, knowing kind of where the company uh, was focused on initially in in the in our evolution, uh, there was there was clearly a need for data aggregation and specifically to serve a a specific function within a mortgage process. <clears throat> so, namely, the the when the company was founded, when when Finlocker was was uh, launched, the focus at the time was to build a, uh, a more efficient process for uh, analyzing consumer asset data in a mortgage transaction. <clears throat> and so several, you know, several uh, data sources or data aggregators were, were considered and, and Fiserv was the, the, uh, the number one choice for, for Finlocker for a, a couple of reasons. One was the, the, the depth and breadth of the, the data that was able to be aggregated in, <clears throat> and then also uh, the the Fiserv platform created a kind of a deeper uh, a deeper integration point, and also an opportunity to go beyond mortgage with certain of our customers, namely financial institutions, banks, and credit unions. That makes sense. Um, and sticking sticking with you, Brian, um, you know, obviously this unprecedented era. Paul mentioned, you know, that you know. Fiserv is working with its clients to, to help, you know, sort of address some of the opportunities, particularly mortgage right now. Um, given COVID and, and, and the pandemic that, that we're all suffering through, like, how has that impacted Finlocker and your customers? Yeah, that's a, a really good question. And, and it's, it's been interesting for us. Um, <clears throat> as many, you know, companies pivoted to a work from home environment in, in the mortgage industry saw that as well. Kind of that first week as as it was all happening, and this hard to believe now it goes back a couple of months now to kind of the early part of March. 
<clears throat> we we saw an initial kind of slowdown, if you will, of activity uh, in our prospect uh, pipeline, and that was really based on folks, you know, kind of getting acclimated to to working from home and getting kind of reset. And then in, by week two, we were kind of right back into our our active demo, you know, activity. And then we saw an interesting pivot happen for us, or opportunity rather. Uh, so we were focused on the front end of mortgage origination, helping loan officers and originators on the front end of the process with their customers. And with the COVID-19 impact to mortgage, specifically the, the uh, forbearance pro uh, process. So now consumers, mortgage borrowers have, have really taken uh, advantage of uh, the industry's uh, mortgage forbearance policies and mortgage servicers now have engaged with Finlocker to deploy our product as a way to engage consumers who are in forbearance. And forbearance is essentially pausing mortgage payments for a period of time during kind of a, a hardship. <clears throat> and the other side of it is some segment of consumers in forbearance are gonna exit forbearance in a more uh, structured mortgage assistance program, mainly uh, a, a loan modification. And so what we've been doing uh, to prepare for that is to automate the creation of, a, of an application, of a loan mod application from a consumer's FinLocker. And so what we've seen is, uh, while we're still going down the, the, the path of growing our front end origination clientele and, and that segment of the business, we're growing equally um, as fast on the back end on the mortgage servicing side. And that's, that's a exciting uh, opportunity for us. It's, you know, it, it's one that uh, we didn't plan for. It wasn't in our, in our forecast. And I don't think anybody had this COVID-19 in their forecast. And uh, through a great relationship with Pfizer, we're able to pivot quickly and, and support that, that new opportunity. That's very interesting. We, we're hearing from lenders themselves also pivot, you know, from being originators to also providing analytics and stuff like that. We're hearing that on this show. Um, do you see, Brian, that, that forbearance um, service turning into like a full-fledged product down the line? Is that, is that where you're headed with that? Yeah. Yeah. It's um, specifically where we're, we, we see the forbearance part of the product. It's really not even a product as much as it's a feature mm -hmm. inside of our existing product. And so it's just expanding the functionality and features that a consumer has access to in their, in their locker. And so if, if they're in their locker and they're enjoying the benefits on the front end, whether it's helping, you know, uh, manage their financial life, creating budgets and savings goals, or, you know, monitoring credit as I described earlier, as, as they go through, you know, a journey in life. And in this case, that journey includes mortgage forbearance and potentially a loan modification from that existing locker. They can now face off and, and, and do that kind of help that process along through their mortgage servicer. So it, it's really more just a continuation of a kind of full life con, uh, consumer journey inside the FinLocker product. That makes a lot of sense. Um, just another follow-up question, Brian. Um, 
you talked about sort of the product benefits that working with Pfizer has had for FinLocker. Has it provided business benefits like in terms of throughput or anything like that? Are, are there things you can point to that that relationship with Pfizer has helped FinLocker, I guess, on the business side? Yeah, I, I would say, um, you know, Paul and I and, and the team are engaged pretty heavily. And so there's some, uh, you know, brainstorming activity that's that's happening that's helping us evolve our product in, in add additional features, but then there's the, the pure kind of business development uh, client side of the equation. And so through the relationship with, with Fiserv and Paul and his team, uh, Finlocker has been able to engage with, with new uh, prospects uh, you know, through that engagement. So I think that's, that's probably the biggest thing for us is just exposure to additional prospective clients. Got it. Um, we're going to punt the ball back to the, the ball back to Paul. Um, what is Fiserv's all data aggregation product seeing based on COVID? You know, Brian lent his sort of view of what's happening there. What, what are you guys seeing? So, so before I go there, I, I want to touch on a piece that, that Brian had brought up a minute ago. So the reason that our team at Fiserv um, was interested in FinLocker and, and sort of doing what we could to propel them forward is that this team really cut its chops a few years ago, um, creating a leadership position in moving money in what's called the earned wage access market. That's a, that's a way that allows workers to safely get a piece of their income that they've earned. They just haven't yet been paid because payroll cycles often take a few weeks. And that was a place where we thought we could make a huge difference for consumers was, was in getting them out of the spiral of payday lending and high cost loans. And if you, if you use that as the foundation, when we met the FinLocker folks, theirs is a story of financial wellness. How do we help consumers get their financial lives in order so that they can consider first-time home ownership and doing it in an informed and an educated manner and in a way that, that gives them that opportunity of home ownership and they're confident in it and they get a good deal and they feel like they've made good decisions. And that's what attracted us to FinLocker on the front end. And honestly, I'm really impressed at what they came up with in this unfortunate COVID situation. You know, I mean, you see it now. The number of lenders that are declaring significant loan numbers that are in forbearance, I mean, it's in the millions. You know, just Ally alone has auto loans of over 1 million in forbearance. So, like, there is a significant amount of pain out there related to loans, mortgages, and lending. And the way Finlocker pivoted, and that was Brian's word, and I don't, I mean, I guess a pivot means he left something behind to move to something else. And instead, I think they have two tracks of work here. Now there's this focus on forbearance. How do we help folks that are in a tough spot because of COVID? How do we help them continue to educate themselves, get their budget where it needs to be so that they can get back into productively meeting the mortgage obligation that they want to meet? They just had some kind of a COVID setback. So how has COVID impacted us? Well, for starters, it's impacted us in the way that we're excited to continue helping FinLocker in their evolution. On the other side, we are seeing significant growth in PFM, you know, consumers that use PFM as they try and get their budgets in line. We're seeing growth in wealth managers who have consumers that come to them for assistance. Um, there's more growth there. And, and it, it has largely been more data being shared in more ways because of COVID. But to Brian's point, the first week or two, it got really quiet before things started moving again. I'm really glad you made that point. And, and, and thanks for pointing that out, Paul. Um, while we're still with you, Paul, um, as we're getting to the end of the, the podcast, I'm curious, you know, sort of what your biggest 
like you said, nobody could plan for COVID. You know, a lot of plans were, were, are in the air now. Like, what are your biggest priorities and Pfizer priorities moving into the, the back end of the year? The, you know, th there's a lot going on with respect to the term open banking. Um, you know, the API access to data in a way that provides consumers with the ability to provide their consent and know that their data is being shared only to their wishes. And we're spending a great deal of time considering the right way to do that with some of the larger institutions who have their own models, as well as there's some intermediaries that want to participate in open banking to facilitate it. So, you know, the, the, the growth of consumers wanting to share their data seems fairly unstoppable. And so I think for everyone involved, the notion of how do we help consumers do that in a way that protects them, protects the sources of the data, allows the data to flow safely and with consent. We're working on all those things, just like lots of other participants are working on. Um, and you know, today, as a matter of fact, the FDATA announcement came out that we have in fact joined FDATA as a member. That's an exciting organization focused on consumers and their sharing of data in a safe manner. So it's things like that that we're going to continue focused on for, I think, the back half of this year, as well as clients who have interesting ideas that they want to try and solve for. We'll see if we can help them solve for them. And Brian, what about you guys? What are you guys focused on through the back end of the year? Uh, it's, yeah, it's hard to believe uh, you, you said back end of the year, and I'm like, wait a minute, what do you mean? <laughs> but it's coming up Almost quick, true. isn't it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so we are... You know, in addition to what I mentioned in terms of being able to support the back end of mortgage servicing and in particular loss mitigation through loan modifications, you know, kind of post forbearance, we've we've got a couple really cool uh, pilots that we've been engaged with. One is kind of creating in a consumer's locker, again, focused on mortgage, a perpetual loan approval. And so we're working with one of the uh, the GSEs, uh, uh, government-sponsored entities in, in mortgage, I should say, um, and as well as a couple of our national lending clients to create this uh, this perpetual mortgage approval. And so, when you think about first-time home buyers and empowering them along that journey, when they're you know visiting uh, a new home, uh, open house, and, and meeting with a, a real estate professional, and they have a fully enrolled FinLocker product through one of our lender clients, they they really could be walking around with you know this this perpetual mortgage approval, and they could show it right on their screen to their their real estate professional and 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 kind of validate the you know that they can afford and, and qualify for a mortgage to to purchase a particular property. So that's one of the really cool things we're focused on, and then we're also uh, beginning to work in partnership with Microsoft. Uh, and enabling an AI uh, kind of chat bot uh, inside a consumer's locker that would kind of continually analyze the data and events and, and alert a consumer in their locker when kind of a next best thing should happen, whether it's, uh, whether it's they've, you know, they've, they've managed to stay on budget for X number of, of months and have, have, you know, sa saved enough now to, you know, have a down payment for a mortgage, or if they've had their eyes on a certain uh, neighborhood and, and real estate becomes available or properties become available in that neighborhood, the, the chat bot would alert them on that. So really kind of reacting and, and uh, providing proactive advice to consumers uh, 
in an AI fashion way. That sounds amazing. Sounds like you, both you guys have your hands full. Um, Paul, Brian wanted to uh, thank you both uh, and appreciate you both uh, for joining us on the Tearsheet Podcast today. Thank you so much. Thank you.